welcome to the Open Door Podcast. Um, this week's episode is our sermon from just a couple weeks ago on Earth Day. Uh, it was a big celebration for us. We gathered outside with Valley View Presbyterian Church, who just put solar panels on their church in the past year. And so it was a big celebration of the solar installation being, I believe, the first um, church in the city of Pittsburgh to go solar. Definitely the first Presbyterian church. Uh, Valley View is our sister church. Their building is literally a block, if that, from uh, from where we worship at the Neighborhood Academy. Um, and we worship with them a few times a year. Earth Day was a few days ago, a few weeks ago now, about two weeks ago. But hey, we celebrate Earth Day every day uh, at the Open Door and Garfield Community Farm. The sermon that you're about to hear is by Reverend Dr. Asa Lee. Dr. Lee is the president of Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. Um, Just gotten to know him over the past month, and I am so excited for you to get to hear him preach uh, an Earth Day sermon here. Um, Dr. Lee is the first black president of the seminary. And he is already breaking down barriers and walls that seemed impenetrable um, in years past. Uh, really an honor to have him preach for Valley View and The Open Door. Uh, enjoy. Here it is. for a beautiful sunny day in two of them consecutively, <laughs> back to back. So uh, that is possible. It does happen here in, in Pittsburgh. I was rumored to hear it, but actually to experience it for myself. Grateful to uh, Pastor Chad for the for the opportunity to share. Pay Pastor John, good to see you. Pastor Cheryl, I saw you somewhere floating around. There you are. Good to see you. Glad to be with the Open Door and Valley View communities here on this beautiful Sunday morning in the season of Easter. We are grateful uh, to God for the opportunity to share and be in community. Uh, for those of you who have sojourned together with me as I've come to learn Pittsburgh, which now is almost a year uh, since my uh, election to the presidency at Pittsburgh Seminary. You have heard me say in more than one space the value that I want the seminary to be in communion with the city of Pittsburgh. And so I have done my part to be uh, anywhere and everywhere. In some cases, folks say, I just saw you yesterday. Matter of fact, some of you I've spent most of the week with um, in one form or another, but I am grateful for the opportunity to come and share on this day in uh, an opportunity to be with you all and to be uh, together. I send greetings from the Reverend Chinda Ennis Lee and our four daughters. Uh, there's an announcement going out today that my wife is going to be appointed to 
uh, a new position in the uh, United Methodist Church here in the conference doing um, professional development for the entire conference wow. uh, for clergy and laypersons. And so she's got to be up in Butler for a meeting and so uh, they woke up this morning and said road trip and so um, nobody wanted to come with dad uh, so no armor bearers like two weeks ago so uh, which is a lot of convincing to do anyway but uh, uh, we bring greetings you'll see you'll hear more about uh, that announcement there which will be a wonderful opportunity for her as she brings and exercises her gifts and graces for the western pennsylvania uh, annual conference of the united Methodist. Uh, I am also bringing greetings on behalf of the seminary community, the faculty, the staff, and the board uh, as we uh, seek to be faithful. As I, I've told, I've been in theological education for the last um, 15 years, and one of the things I always say is April is for anxiety, uh, and May is for mayhem. Uh, so this is the period of time where finals and all the procrastination of seminary students starts to weigh in and then they've got a decision to make. Uh, got to finish, got to pray. Seminary students forget how to pray in the beginning of their seminary career, but by the end they're praying mightily yet again. Uh, and so pray for them as finals begin to arrive, as folks begin to graduate, and for in many cases students say, what will I do next? And so, uh, the, but it's a joyous time of year as we look at that. There is a word from the Lord. Uh, and that I would like to offer us. And it's found, Pastor Chad, you gave it away as we started this morning. Uh, and I'll read it in just a moment. First, join me in a word of prayer. Eternal thou, we are grateful for this day, for the sun to shine, for the changing of seasons, for the order of things. For in the order of things, we discover that there is someone in charge, keeping time, making sure that the birds chirp on cue, that the buds bud on cue, and that all things work together to give your name glory. God, we now come gathered as many communities coming as one before you with prayers and needs and joys and concerns. We give them all over to you, for you know best how to solve the issues of our life. Now, God, in the preaching of your word, in the moments, to come, speak, so that your people might hear a word from you. Speak, God, for those who are thirsty for something new. Speak for those who are yearning to have you show up. Speak, God, in the preaching of your word, that your name may be glorified, but that those who need healing receive it. For those who need disturbance, they get it. And for those who need resurrection power, it's made available fresh and anew, all through your word. In the name of the resurrected Christ, we pray. And all of God's children said together, amen. amen. From the 24th Psalm. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. That's it. Go back and read the rest of it for yourself. I want to talk to you for a few moments from a subject simply entitled Instructions from the Deed. Instructions from the Deed. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. We find ourselves in an interesting place this morning in the Song of Sense. 
the worship book of ancient Israel. It's an interesting place to be on the second Sunday of Eastertide, but I would invite us into this scripture, not simply because of the revelation of the text, but also because we need a reminder of a simple truth. The earth is the Lord's. This passage, it's a hymn attributed to David. It would be the opening hymn of a worship sung as we walked to temple by the gathering community, the song that draws people in as we walk towards the offering. The goal of the hymn was to bring you from a simple observation to a proper orientation to God in light of what you know. Now, as far as what worship goes, this is an interesting hymn with an odd beginning. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. The writer in the hand of David establishes first the relationship of God and earth. Unlike other psalmists that would start with the enthronement of God. Right. The Lord is my light That's and right. my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Right. The Lord is my shepherd. Right. I shall not want. This hymn starts with language that can only be described as transactional. Mm-hmm. Now, I know y'all Presbyterian, but I also know I heard a shout. Yeah. So I know y'all can talk back to me. <laughs> so talk back to me. <laughs> the language here is not one of enthronement, but one of transaction. Yeah. The earth, its inhabitants, its structures, its contents, its organizational frameworks, its foundations belong to God. What an odd way to begin worship. What a peculiar way to orient folks. The hymn goes on not to enthrone God, not yet anyway, but actually justifies why the earth belongs to the Lord. To paraphrase in the Lee version of the Bible, the earth belongs to the Lord. Why? Because the Lord made it. And since God made it, God owns it. There you have it. Named and settled. Asked and answered. But, 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 But the thing is, once the hymn establishes this important relation with God to creation, then we move to the preparation for worship, which climaxes in the latter verses of this hymn. That says, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come. Who is the king of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty, the same Lord to which the earth belongs, the world and they that dwell therein. And while we get there in the end of the song, this different orientation is an important and unique perspective that should always govern our worship. Because when we lose sight of it, then we see damage Mm -hmm. to our life together Mm -hmm. and to our life with God. A prophet later on in the book would tell us that God is not interested in our worship if we're not neighbors god is not interested in our praise if we're not taking care of that which we have been given steward over the earth is the lord's 
the world and they that dwell therein. And so it's important for us to be reminded of this because if we're not, that's where damage happens. Let me see if I can connect some dots for you. In, in my tradition and heritage, in the African-American Baptist tradition, we often refer to the 24th Psalm as the deed. The deed to the earth. For in my growing up in the African-American church, there was always a strong emphasis on the importance of ownership. This bee is here to worship today. <laughs> There's a strong emphasis on ownership. Owning the by owning the building, owning property, owning your own home. That was the way to chart your life, to chart your future, to chart ownership. Come on, give him some praise, bee. Come on. <laughs> More importantly, for us here on Sunday, come on, Jesus. <laughs> when we gathered on Sunday mornings, we were reminded that the problems and the issues that would come up with a piece of property were always the responsibility of the owner. Y'all walking with me? In other words, where there is a description of ownership, there's an assumption of responsibility. Right. The deed tells us who owns it, but it also tells us who's responsible. The deed tells us that if there's something wrong with what is being owned, who to go to when there's an issue. I thought I'd get a shout right there. <laughs> that, that when there is an issue with property, you don't talk to the leasee. You don't talk to the occupant. You don't talk to the renter. You find who owns it and whoever owns it. Am I right, Kendall? Whoever owns it, uh -huh, they are the ones who are responsible. Now, beloved, I think this view of the 24th Psalm in my tradition as the deed to the earth is a reminder for us when we prepare for worship. For, and not just for worship, but for living as good disciples and for sharing this earth that ain't really ours. For you see, I've lived long enough and rented enough apartments and enough places to know that one sure way to get into trouble is for the renter to act like they own the place. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. You know, changing walls and changing floors that you don't own. Digging up pipes that don't belong to you. Renters cannot make any adjustments except for the approval of the owner. Non-owners can't evict or deny and control anybody because it doesn't belong to them. Mm. Leasees cannot determine who's in or who's out without first consulting with the owner. The only thing the non-owner can do is that which is only allowed or expressly prohibited by the owner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got news for us today, beloved. The text tells us that when it comes to the earth right. and everybody that lives on it, the trees and the plants, the animals and the structures and all of the oil and all of the coal and all of the water and all of the resources, I got news for you. We don't own it. We don't own the place. We just live here. And the problem that we have is that for many of us, 
and the sources of our many systemic and situational evils yes, yes. stem for our, from our confusion about who's in charge. Right, right. Right, right. Over the years, we've somehow believed that certain groups of folks yeah. are allowed and sanctioned to control other groups of folks. Mm-hmm. Certain folks are blessed, mm-hmm. while other folks just simply aren't. Mm-hmm. And because of that inequity, one group gets to dictate and control the lives of another group, be it black or white, be it rich or poor, be it in or out, foreign or domestic. The roots of our dysfunction stem from the confusion, ultimately, about who's in charge. Like siblings who fight when mom or dad leaves without any instruction about who's in charge. Everybody's in charge and there's fighting all over the place. All of our oppression stem from this simple malformation. We fooled ourselves into thinking further. That when God invited us to steward and partner with God in creation, we thought stewardship meant dominion and dominion meant authority and authority meant control and control meant ownership. So we use up the resources, destroy the land, kill the creatures. We hoard instead of harvest, crush instead of cultivate, negate instead of nurture, exploit instead of enrich. We lose sight and lose lost our direction when we always, let me say it this way, we always lose sight and direction when we assume that what has been shared with us, we own. That's right. Mm. That's right. But the good news, the good news is that our misunderstandings aren't the end of the story. Mm. Our failures to recognize Uh, are turned on their head when the reminder of David simply says the earth is the Lord's the full and the fullness thereof the world and they that dwell therein the instructions from this deed and the 24th Psalm tell us that the precursor for any worship the precursor for any orientation to God the precursor for a life given over to God begins with the acknowledgement that you've been given something that ain't yours. For you see, while we're not owners of this world, here's some more good news. The grace of God is that we've been invited to share in management. Huh? That the owner told us and invited us to keep the place up. Keep the stoop swept. Right, right. Pick up the trash every now and again. Mm-hmm. Take take stock. Mm-hmm. Paint the walls every so often. Mm-hmm. The owner trusts us enough yes. that he invites us to take care of the land. Yes. Take care of its people. Mm-hmm. Take care of the communities. Oh, yes. Take care of the ecosystems. Oh, yes. And all that make this place home, not just for us, mm-hmm. but for everybody else. Amen. We cannot have the hypocrisy of singing songs of enthronement and joy and say the Lord is high and lifted up and fail to live the way the owner told us to. For the deed to the earth asks later on, who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? The ones with clean hands and pure hearts who have not lifted up their souls unto vanity right, right. or no sworn deceitfully. In other words, 
You cannot say out of your mouth, the earth is the Lord's and the world and the fullness thereof. And then turn your back on your neighbor. You cannot say that somehow the deed to the earth belongs to God and we're stewards and somehow use up its resources to no end. You cannot say that the Lord is sovereign over all and yet somehow deny your participation in the communal structures. That's right. We're called to live out the instructions from the deed. We don't own the people. So the best we can do is be brother and sister to one another. We don't own the plants. So the best we can do is tend the garden. We don't own the animals. So the best we can do is be shepherds and breeders. We don't even own the water or the air. So at best we're managing the resources. But let me help you this way too. Because we're stewards and not owners, that also means the bigger problems of our life ain't always ours to fix either. We have responsibility, but the ultimate solution may not be ours. What do I mean? We don't own hard hearts. So the best we can do is participate in loving them anyway. We don't own the principalities that cause violence and destruction and and, 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 and the, the chaos of our society. But the best we can do is show a community of love that's available to folks to love them anyhow in spite of themselves. And the good news of Easter Sunday is that we don't even own life or death. But by virtue of a risen Christ, that felt good to me. I don't know about anybody else. But by virtue of a risen Christ, we have the possibility to conquer that which God now owns. I'm glad to say that we don't own much in this world. I know you got your little piece of property and it's your house and and Kendall, I know that you're trying to get folk to own things and all that kind of stuff, but I got news for you. At the end of all things, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. That's good news for us. For families that are struggling with issues that seem bigger than they can conquer. That's right. The earth is the Lord's. Yes, yes, yes. And they that dwell therein. Yes. For lives that seem like to be out of control and confused and lost in chaos. With nowhere to go, the earth is the Lord's. Yes, yes. And the fullness thereof. The yes, world yes. and they that dwell therein. For communities struggling against violence. Turning every way they can. The good news is the earth is the Lord. The fullness thereof. They that dwell therein. As we gather under this sun on soil that does not belong to us. That's been given to us through the Native American communities that settled here first to tell the truth. Who understood their relationship to creation. Bequeathed through centuries of conquest and chaos through domination. Now, this same soil, we've got a choice to make. We can continue the patterns of faux ownership. Thinking it's ours. Or we can live according to the instructions from the deed. To care for it. 
until he comes. Amen. Till the Lord comes. And we lift up our heads, O ye gates, and declare him strong and mighty till he comes and takes that which belongs to him. Takes that which belongs to God and gets us together. And then we gather and say hallelujah amen. and amen. amen. God bless you. Amen. Thanks to uh, Dr. Lee for the sermon this week. And thank you to the Valley View Choir and their amazing music uh, that you're hearing right now. Again, uh, the Open Doors website is pghopendoor.net. You can check out uh, all our things happening this week and in the weeks to come. Come worship with us. We worship at 1010 uh, every Sunday. For the, for the month of May, we're going to be outside worshiping 1010 at Garfield Community Farm. You can look up the farm on Google and find our address. It's 509 Wicklow Street. All people are welcome, so come join us uh, this May, outdoor worship at the farm. Peace to you, until next time. Lord is my strength. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is the strength. The Lord is my strength.